0: Forever.
1: Morning. The following podcast features depressed children. Photo ops that take place in a dirty livery stable and a really, really great pumpkin. Sit down on top of a piano and gaze lovingly at your podcast listening device. It's Camp Snoopy on podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, the theme park podcast that... My name is Mike Carlson. Joining me as always, Jason Sheridan.
0: You you downplayed what that was, and I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, joining
1: me as always, Scott Geardner as well. Did you love it as much as Jason?
2: Oh, good grief. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah. You know, I did, though, because I like I like things like that. I like the I like Snoopy sounds. Uh, You know, I like the music. There's so much aesthetically, uh, you know, just little cues that make me so happy about the Peanuts universe. I'm excited. We're going to talk about it today.
1: Yes, uh, there is. Yes, uh, there's so many different iconic parts of it. I will say Snoopy's noises sometimes are unnerving to me. Sure, sure. Like, when he yeah. cries, it's so, like, grating, and it's, like, makes you so sad. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Like, when he, like, he, like, kind of whines. You know what I'm talking about? That specific Snoopy whine? I'd have to I hear it. You, you don't have
2: a full soundboard over there, do you?
1: Uh, I don't have a full peanut soundboard, although we should just have that in general for the podcast, where we can soundboard, like, a morning zoo. Mm-hmm and just yep. have any sort of peanuts sound effect ready to go
2: but only peanuts exclusively peanuts <laughs>
0: but just peanuts Exclu- yeah just peanuts it, i do th- well, i do think peanuts is like a good thing that encompasses like all all emotion like it is good for kids because it has so many emotions and i would go so far as to say i think it one of the few like big evergreen pieces of popular culture
1: you mean like it'll be around forever, always relevant?
0: It'll be around forever. You can give it to anyone at any age, and I think it like makes sense. You know, it's and, got and yeah, so-
1: yeah. It's got it's got cute character designs. It's got existential dread. Yes. Uh, it's got a, a mix of things for it's all. Very, it's very
2: uh, sweet without being um, cloyingly so. Um, yeah, there's, there's nice messages, but it's not like a you know the most like moralistic in your face thing either. It's just uh, it's just perfectly pleasant. Like who wouldn't love to take a little trip to to Peanuts World as as we're doing right now, right? Sure. Um. So we're gonna talk obviously about the theme park
1: aspects, but I assume yeah, with a topic like Peanuts, we should probably do a little up top about just our you know growing up with Peanuts. I, I, like I like many kids, watched the Halloween special and the Christmas special and read the cartoon strips. I am not a Peanuts nut, though. I'm not crazy because I think I just want to say that up front. I'm going <gasps> to probably get things wrong about Peanuts because I know there are, much like there are Muppet people, I know there are Peanuts people. Is it expert. so?
2: I've, I feel like I've seen less evidence of that. As I learned researching a little bit, there's a very exhaustive Peanuts wiki, um, but there's exhaustive wikis for all things on this earth. So I, I will, th- you know, I think the Peanuts people probably skew older.
0: Yeah, so maybe. I, I think the Calvin and Hobbes people are more intense. Right, I think that's right. But yeah.
1: I found a lot of stuff online, and tell me if you found stuff like this. I found a lot of articles talking about Snoopy ruining peanuts.
2: Oh, the hell no. what? Yes. <laughs> what talking about.
1: So this, I, I guess we should just, I get this right out of the way. Cause this is one of the most fascinating things i found. And it's not, it's not theme park related at all, but I found an article in the Atlantic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Defend defending Snoopy against criticisms uh, of him ruining peanuts this an argument needed to be made there's enough anti-Snoopyism out there. I get this is what I'm saying. I open up a whole world for myself of like Peanuts opinions. Is so it sort a, of
2: um, uh, an Elmo yes. uh, effect? Is that what the, the the idea that like it's it's silly and really the Urkelification? There's yes. uh you know there's this whole the specific world here and now it's just become all about this single character who's silly and there's not as much. I, I I if I had to guess what the line of thought was, even though it's uh it's dumb as it is about all the, those other ones too, especially Urkel.
1: Yes, well, it's, but you I know it's it's Fonzie taking over Happy yeah. Days. It's Jimmy JJ J. Walker taking over Good Times.
2: The Sector Keeper taking over Podcast The Ride. <laughs> exactly.
1: There's people that believe the, sh- the podcast was better before the City Walk saga.
0: Pure. I think yes. if, if you took Snoopy out of the peanuts, it would just be way too bleak. Like, I think his antics and whimsy help balance out, like, you know, the dread, the ennui. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, so well, a
2: world without a, a cute dog to counterbalance everything. That's like the Trump White House.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so I look, I agree with you guys. I'm just saying I stumbled upon like the intelligentsia of Peanuts. Who, there's a there's a multiple articles about Snoopy ruining Peanuts. Basically, like I think about 15 years into the strip, is when they started doing more of like Snoopy's flights of fancy,
2: mm, which, which is sort of, which is very Urkel esque alter egos and little adventures that are entirely about him and that leave the other Peanuts in the dust. I, this this all predates Urkelism, right? I think this is one of the earliest examples
1: of sort of a character like superseding the other characters in popularity and sort of doing something that's just fun that more people probably respond to than the actual like original mission statement of the TV show or cartoon strip.
0: Well, I I've read the first few years of peanuts and it, it, Any comic strip that runs for decades and decades evolves significantly as it goes along. And certainly Charles Schultz's art style really evolved as the years went on. Um, That's that's true.
2: But I'd like to say when Mike and you're talking about our personal connections to Peanuts, uh, I don't not not that I prefer it, but I really like the original Peanuts designs. Where they're 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 littler, they're kind of like squatter and blanker looking. Like if you if you just Google peanuts 1952 or 1953, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. 100 know what you're talking about. Yes, I,
0: I have some in front of. I, I think the issue with some of that is a lot of the characters aren't super fleshed out yet, so a lot of them it's kind of hard to track some of them because they all look a little similar. But it is it is different, but appealing the art style. Yeah,
2: I just um, find it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't replace current Charlie Brown with it, but Charlie Brown, nineteen fifty-three. I like can't stop looking at. He's he's uh, so cute. I might yeah. I might be have babies on the brain now, but he sure. is more like a baby of Charlie Brown.
0: That's true. The very first Peanuts strip is so funny. Like I, it's so, it just hits the ground running. Do you guys What's the have, first
1: Peanuts strip? It's the, have you, hate, how I hate him. Is that it?
0: Yeah 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 here i'll text it i have it in front of me uh the first panel is charlie brown walking along and then two kids sitting on a step and a boy says well here comes old charlie brown good old charlie brown yes sir good old charlie brown how i hate him (laughs) (laughs) it's so dark it's so dark
1: uh yeah, so that's what the purists were upset about. Snoopy ruining is, is that darkness. Which was, look, I can see, I can see some points about it, but you know, you, we well, I don't have a fun dog adventure once in a while.
2: Absolutely, um, I also like puppy Snoopy a lot. Baby yes, Snoopy very is very cute as well. Yeah.
1: My maybe Eleanor, but yeah, maybe a <laughs> <Well, no>, few <laughs> few things are. My mom had the old dolls, the old Peanuts dolls, based on more of like the first designs, and they were kind of beat up, or they're still beat up. But when I was in Japan, I found they like there's a they're called like ultra detailed figures, and I found original design Peanuts figures. They're new but they're making them based on that original Peanuts design that you're talking about and not the newer
2: ones. How do you define this? Uh, what do you call it? Is it just original Peanuts? Because I kind of want some, some merch. Well, right.
1: I, I You know, I, I should look it up because I don't know if they even... Oh, you know what? I take this back. There's a company called Super 7 that just started making the same type of designs with Peanuts, and they came out last year. Mm. So I wonder if they... I'm gonna take a quick look. I wonder if they designate or like they make a, a, a specific like I don't know brand or name for what the old style uh, peanuts designs.
2: Oh, are. I say, yeah, yeah. I got this in front of me now. Yes, yeah, Super Seven. Um, yeah, very good. Cool. Yeah, and they come. One of them comes in a package uh, with the the strip that Jason just read to us. Yes. Uh, so I guess there's
1: probably I didn't find too many like people arguing online about. The differences but like what's better new or old but i imagine those people exist too mm-hmm. but they yeah. don't they probably don't listen to the show so they won't be upset with us sure um, um i do want to i do real quick want to read a couple just to see uh, just to illustrate the type of discourse around this okay. uh christopher caldwell wrote in 2000 a month before schultz uh charles L, charles m schultz right that's his name uh, died, he wrote an essay in the New York press titled Against Snoopy. He wrote, But certainly by the 1970s, Snoopy had begun wrecking the delicate world that Schultz had built. <laughs> the problem, as Caldwell saw it, was that Snoopy was never a full participant in the tangle of relationships that drove Peanuts in its golden age. He couldn't be. He doesn't talk, and therefore, he doesn't interact. He's there to be looked at. <laughs>
0: that's Jeez. insane that's <laughs> insane i've well, got that's... strips i've got a ton of strips in front of me of like him interacting with with all of them like i don't that's right. bizarre
1: right yes i agree
2: i was just uh christopher really enjoying... caldwell what a what a miserable <laughs> man and uh what do you think of the the minions oh my
1: god we should find his minions essay
2: Although he might like them because there are inner relationships between them and they, they they do speak to some extent, mm-hmm. uh, they, yeah. there, there is a tangled web as far as the minions' relationships are concerned.
1: <laughs> I will Google his name and minions right now.
0: Super Seven has an action figure that is Snoopy wearing Charlie Brown's shirt and a Charlie Brown mask, and that is a little unsettling.
1: <laughs> oh, I've seen that. Yeah, that is unsettling. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's from a strip.
2: Caldwell's nightmare, you call it.
1: <laughs> uh, the first article is like he's writing about like civil rights revolutions and stuff right now in Wikipedia. This is hmm. I, I assume this is the same man who wrote about Snoopy ruining the peanuts. Huh? Um, he uh, people are upset, though, like in that that store where I bought those peanuts in, in Japan, uh, the, the the floor is not called peanuts. It's called Snoopy Town. And that's <laughs> cited as a pro- that's cited as a problem. And and you know we're talking about Camp Snoopy today, so that's another thing. People are upset that Snoopy gets the brand over Peanuts, the name
2: Peanuts. It's not and by Peanuts people, now. by people, you mean twelve people, <laughs> uh, nine of whom have since died. Uh, it's possible that like twelve
1: intellectuals <laughs> are really the ones who are upset about this,
2: and they'd be upset anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are they upset about, like, changes in the Beetle Bailey strip? Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> and, they have a lot uh, of thoughts
0: wanna... on Gasoline Alley. <laughs> uh,
1: and I want to say Peanuts is not King Features Syndicate. It's United Feature Syndicate.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: At least it was when, when Schultz was making it. I don't know if it's changed hands uh, now. but it
2: is as long as it's a syndicate i don't trust a a comic coming from a non-syndicate
1: yes it's a syndicate which i of course think of the sinister syndicate which is another version of spider-man's multi-villain gang (laughs) that tries to stop him um but no these are just nice companies that want to put comic strips cartoon strips out into the world
2: why does the green goblin get the attention over the rest of the sinister six Mm -hmm. (laughs) we've overlooked their tangled web of (laughs) right i mean they would be upset
1: like hobgoblin would usurp green goblin's glory because hobgoblin was newer but he's just like an orange version of the green goblin so there would be anti christopher caldwell will write about hobgoblin i assume soon about the injustice that was done to the green goblin
0: yeah
2: yeah well then i'll put a flaming bag of poo on his door that's what i'll do (laughs) Mm, all right (laughs) i hate this guy this guy's a stick in the mud he's like a he's like a mean principal in a
1: movie
2: Mm. Um, (laughs) he deserves to be to be pranked uh, until he can't face the public anymore Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) i'm gonna carry this guy (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna become like a real bully (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah is this guy around can i see does he have a twitter account i'm gonna start responding to everyone but like uh, with the most anti-intellectual thing i could say um let's see he is oh, i'm gonna try to find his twitter
0: <laughs> his first credit on wikipedia was editor at the weekly standard which is kind of uh right wing kook publication i yeah, think more it's a like the weekly w-
2: More like the weekly shit turd.
0: (laughs) Yeah, take that,
2: Caldwell. Yeah, boy. Uh, He's going to rue the day he ever wrote something that Scott heard about two decades later.
1: Snoopy is there to be looked at.
2: I mean that's yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing that too. Yeah, that's true. Sure. He's right about he's right about that. <laughs> but yeah, not every not every statement that dumb old Caldwell makes is uh, that far off base. Um,
1: oh man, I just found another anti Snoopy quote by a different writer. I shouldn't read it, I am, but I have to.
0: I am getting upset. <laughs> Yeah, so we, let's that. get to the fun ice show. Hold on, Daniel. I got to hear Daniel, it.
1: Daniel Mendelssohn put it in a piece in the New York Times Book Review Snoopy represents the part of ourselves, the smugness, the avidity, the pomposity, the rank egotism. Most of us know we have, but try to keep decently hidden away.
0: <laughs> All these what? psychos would be the people going, like, we've got to push on to Baghdad. That oil is our like these in between their in between their war pieces they're writing about how it's like Snoopy is a piece of shit. This is insane. Hey, you man, you Lee Mendel suck.
2: <laughs> oh, it was Daniel. Oh, never. Oh, wait, Lee is a. Oh, I'm sorry. I think Lee Mendelson is well, oddly it's the same name. I think Lee Mendelson might be a. a uh, uh, snoopy or a uh, snoopy a peanuts producer i think Wait, really? in which case, is he the opposite of mendel sucks i have that name huh. in my head i think it might be right so sorry daniel it's daniel mendel suck
1: yes daniel mendel suck yeah, uh yes
2: sure that's so Sm- weird yeah the producer of all because i was just looking up uh oh my god who passed away on christmas of 2019 oh my god I, wow, feel so, I, 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 I It was a total mistake to say he is the one new Uh Because this guy the opposite of Because I was reading about how did Vince Garaldi The wonderful musician behind all the Peanuts music get involved And it was that this producer just like heard some of his jazz on the radio And like I don't know it should be him And then like, you want to do it And two weeks later he called and just put his phone up to the uh, Put the phone up to the piano And started playing the iconic uh, Linus and Lucy that we know today Wow that's yeah. great. Yeah. So we'll get a, we'll,
1: we'll get some more of the magic uh, very soon on the podcast. Don't worry. We'll get We're going to get away from this this negativity.
2: This in- is uh this intellectual. This is like this populism. Should this is like people who uh uh like the Beatles but hate wings. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: what? I mean, it would be funny. <laughs> no. I don't accept that at all. Even are press. those people? What do you mean? Gosh, Wait, I on guess. which side? oh no i just like wings a lot like I yeah just, hell
2: yeah fuck yeah so you like wings and you like snoopy as you should
0: yeah it's just wings? also i like i think of wings as just being like nice you know i don't think of yeah, it exactly. as very yeah, yeah i don't know how you could have yeah. an
2: agenda against wings i don't know and, and it is only like snooty journalists that's the. it's the exact same syndrome only a snooty journalist because anyone else would just go hey, that's fun
1: Yes, yeah. I, it's crazy. I mean, Paul McCartney's solo career, get, he got so much shit. And if you go through it, it's like, of course, there's some schmaltzy garbage in there. But, like, the majority of it is good. He was Paul McCartney. It's not like he changed from the year, the mo- couple of years in the Beatles. He was mm-hmm. just making, like, good pop songs. I don't know what people what people's problem was.
2: The schmaltzy garbage yeah. didn't really start till like, three years ago.
1: <laughs> My <laughs> well, <there's-> valentine. <laughs> My Valentine, okay, he has a song called My Valentine for his current wife, uh, and he, we saw him at Dodgers a couple of years ago, and he played My Valentine, and I've never seen so many people go to the bathroom at once. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the middle of the show. He sat down. Everyone was losing their mind. It's hit after hit after hit. It's like 15 hits in a row. You're as high as possible. We, we had, were lucky and had very good seats that year, uh, and he plays My Valentine, and it was just a mat, people running to the bathroom.
2: Flooded. Their... <laughs> there was <Yeah. laughs> suddenly on the field, just a torrent of yellow and it swept Paul away and he wasn't able to finish the concert. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Oh, oh.
1: boy. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. Whoop, whoopsie. Paul, Paul, you have to stop playing my Valentine. It's ruining the plumbing systems of all the cities you're performing in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so oh, sorry. Is that what keeps happening? Is that what those little flood seas are? <laughs>
1: yes you have to look i understand you want to play it for dancy if you want to start the show with my valentine maybe because they won't have a full bladder at that point no so So, be my own opening act you mean uh, that's fine if that's if that's what you need to do Uh, but you cannot have my valentine be played any more than like five songs into the show i think i'm I'm gonna play it seven times
0: (sighs) Uh, paul
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's just
1: paul that's just paul Uh, so yeah, my val so yes, he's got look, I don't know if any I think that's gone. I think that's mostly gone, except for like like grizzled like sixty year olds who are still like hung up about wings and stuff being bad. I think that's we're
2: we're arguing a point that was that should have been argued in nineteen seventy (laughs) eight. Yeah, we're mad (laughs) this is (laughs) an issue that was maybe settled before we were born. Um (laughs) we're still in the jungle fighting the war and the war is over <laughs> nobody told us nobody yeah. told us we're still trying to find well this queens. is
0: this is like um the the peanuts arguing i could see happening cuz it it feels very comic shop arguing but it's the it's the very niche of niche like it's the narrow portion of the comics world because most like classic comic strips have like the the big ones have collections from like Fanagraphics or Drawn and Quarterly, which has a lot of art, co- you know, uh, uh, you know, acclaimed graphic novels too, and a lot of those people have very strong opinions about like Little Lulu and Gasoline Alley.
1: <laughs> sure, uh, yes, I mean. We have strong opinions too we know that but ours are better opinion Ours are better yeah. opinions in general
2: That's all. yeah of course and that's why you come here uh, to listen to our better opinions. Better opinions
1: I do I do I don't want to go right back to wings. I just looked down and realized I'm wearing a wings jet shirt yeah i didn't realize that as we talked about wings i was sporting the merchandise
2: and when i just look down and i'm in a full snoopy bathrobe and slippers (laughs) i assume jason as well
0: oh i am in my full red baron gear as i am every podcast recording (laughs) you got the goggles those are gonna be fogged up by the
2: time this is over (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay fan, I get, uh, the goggles draw, fly off my head as i start going into snoopy's extensive family tree uh we're gonna need
1: some fan art of that that's all i'll say Whoop. don't want to beg don't want to beg just saying putting it out there you got quarantine time let's see jason in the goggles and scott in the robe too
2: yeah. yeah well i'll just do that and post a picture i'll do my own fan art no yeah, that's good that's a good point. <laughs> Um, well what is there more misery
1: uh, no I think I mean there is but that's that's the gist of it and I that's just what I was I kept running into which I found fascinating uh, so Researching this stuff
2: odd and especially because that the Snoopy opinions at this point boiled down to mostly like a three-year-old going Snoopy because you know in the in the theme parks especially the presence is very little kid I mean I think that's the is there a peanuts attraction or show that isn't for the youngest children yeah that's a
1: good question I didn't see one I mean there's a lot of there's different the the peanuts are in a lot of different places in theme parks Um, but I uh, can't find yeah
2: It's a very confusing, yeah, corporate breakdown where, you know, we obviously know it primarily from Knott's Berry Farm, which we're we're close to in our beloved bee park. Uh, It uh, is also currently in Cedar Point. It's in Carowinds. It's controlled by the Cedar Fair organization, um, but was also...
0: Oh, sorry. I I was going to say, I can go into this. I have the timeline on this.
2: Sure, sure. Oh, yeah, go for it.
0: Um, so Camp Snoopy, uh, the the Camp Snoopy area, Snoopy first showed up at Knotts in 1983, and uh, so it, ha- it 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 was there first. And the Camp Snoopy area at Knotts is very good, a uh, lot of big trees and like fun rides, and there's a big cave you can walk through. And then when knott bought uh, Knotts got bought by Cedar Fair. In 1997, they were able to adjust the agreement, the licensing agreement, so that it could be used at all the Cedar Fair parks. And the timing was very helpful uh, down the line because um, Cedar Fair would start to absorb a lot of the former Paramount parks. So the Snoopy stuff would go on to replace a lot of um, uh, Nickelodeon play areas. And uh, in some cases, uh, I remember this specifically at Doherty Park, replaced um, Bernstein Bear play areas as well. Oh, mm.
2: interesting. But then yeah. also, and we're jumping all around, we'll go we'll hit individual ones, but at the Mall of America, the theme park in the center of the Mall of America was Camp Snoopy, and then that got replaced by Nickelodeon stuff. So yes, that's, Nickelodeon that's and the Peanuts exception. have been at war yeah. for many years. It's, been a, many it's years. been a turf war, really. And I don't know who's winning. I think Nickelodeon might be winning. I think there's more probably Nickelodeon theme park presence, which we, we'll have to get to at some point.
1: Yeah, and the and the American Dream Mall is Nickelodeon, right? Oh,
2: that's right. Yes, indeed.
1: <clears throat> yeah, we've been, we also have, that's part of the, the sector keeper there has also made us, wants us to go do that eventually
0: as well. Oh, no, that's right. And we, we should say uh, Camp Snoopy is not Planet Snoopy. They're different. Mm. Mm. Uh, on, only Cedar Point has a, both Camp Snoopy and Planet Snoopy. Most parks have Camp Snoopy or Planet Snoopy. And Jason, Wait, is it you... both separately? Uh, apparently, from I saw some things, and I could be wrong, but uh, at least Wikipedia was saying Cedar Point has both. And what's but the difference? On this, uh, I it's it's indecipherable. It <laughs> I think there might be a little more space kind of stuff. Although Mike, you and I saw some of a Snoopy space show at a camp Snoopy at the Knotts Camp Snoopy before, so I think it all just kind of you know they they might rename some stuff Planet Snoopy when they give it a fresh coat of paint or add a couple more new rides,
2: but. Right also then confusing it even more so so peanuts are usually in these non-disney universal parks but then in universal studios japan there is a kids area called universal wonderland uh, which is home to sesame street which is also all across splatter all across theme park universe sesame street hello kitty and snoopy studio are things at that so weirdly only in japan it's a universal property
0: Yes, because right. the licensing agreement, Cedar Fair only operates parks, uh, I believe, in America. Maybe there's one Canadian Cedar Fair park. I could be wrong, um, but mostly in America.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's a uh, big, confusing web. It's uh, it's definitely hard to, to chart. And you made it more confusing knowing that there's camps and planets right next to each other.
1: Right. Yes. And then there's also like by the Schultz Museum, there's like an ice skating rink. As well.
2: Uh, yes. Well, here, this might be I, I can explain some of this stuff that because uh, I didn't know the connection between I didn't know why all the ice skating um, in not just I mean, obviously, in like in the Christmas special, uh, that's, that's so iconic. But then, you know, Knott's has been doing Snoopy ice shows for a very long time. Um, and I, I think it's all a product of Charles Schultz growing up in Minnesota so having a very skate-centric existence. But since 1969 in his, home, in his town of Santa Rosa, he has owned, no longer because he's passed away, but owned, it's still his family, operates uh, this place, which is, what's the official name? Redwood Snoop. Empire Ice Arena, but then it's, it's casually called Snoopy's Home Ice
1: yeah, on the website, it's <laughs> Snoopy's Home Ice, unless that's just a specific part of the website. But I'm looking at the website. It's Snoopy's Home Ice. And, of course, it has a place to eat as well, mm-hmm. which is called, of course, the Warm Puppy Cafe.
2: Adorable. Wonderful. So cute. It's got a fireplace that sounds so lovely. And the whole thing is very Swiss Alps themed. It's that Solvang, Madonna Inn kind of vibe, which I always like anywhere in this world with the Matterhorn too. Uh yes. love, love I love sixties Swiss Alps stuff. It's <laughs> always great.
1: it's great. And I don't know if you found this fact. Uh, but in 1973, Schultz and his wife divorced, and a month later he married Jeannie Clyde, a woman he met at the
2: Warm Puppy Cafe. Whoa. <laughs> he built his own pickup spot. That's right. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. Um so, so then the, the ice skating connection is also what led to the entire Knotts relationship because it was in 1982 that they were poking around like, well, we, we don't do a lot with IP and, you know, it might be fun to try to do something with Snoopy, but they had to approach uh, Schultz and he was interested because he has such a big ice skating connection and his daughter – is an ice skater. I think his whole family are ice skaters. So just kind of in, in him trying to seal the deal, he said, "Uh, all right, if you do the show, could my daughter play Snoopy? And that (laughs) sort of, that, that pushed it over the finish line. And and then that show went over so well, they decided to expand and do this, uh, do this whole area. So there wouldn't be, I don't think any peanuts or Snoopy in theme parks anywhere, if not for this, this tie to ice skating
1: how that's interesting do you do you think that ties directly to the snoopy on ice show
2: yeah oh completely Knotts? i it mean that's to, right that's what i'm saying they 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 did a a knots they did a snoopy oh, on oh, ice oh, show i
1: misunderstood oh i see what you're saying yes before ah. they built
2: the area that was the very first uh, right pillar of this relationship of course well, yeah that
1: makes too much sense then
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. um so yeah at so all- we can thank
1: this this series of events for uh, us seeing Snoopy dance to Gangnam Style in an ice show a couple of years ago.
2: <laughs> that is that is right. Yes. Yeah, uh, you and I's first theme park hang. Yeah, that was that was kind of the highlight of it. Um, that was we were extremely exciting.
1: Front row at the ice show. We were getting hit with ice shavings. Oh, I forgot we were front row. That's right. <laughs> Excitedly ran down to the front row of Snoopy on ice. Better seats than McCartney
2: for a better yes. show because it didn't have any my valentine in it
1: no my valentine there was a weird al song in it i believe was eat it in it maybe yeah that sounds right i think it was eat it and it was like uh they were throwing stuff in and out of the refrigerator uh-huh. um and then the big closer was <laughs> gang of a gang of style
2: done on ice skates which that's not a dance that that, that little gang of Style step in place it uh, doesn't really lend itself to ice skates in particular. So, no, um, it was a very impressive physical feats on the part of the skaters. Yeah, very impressive. Great show. Um,
1: so, yeah, ice skating and obviously like kids ice skate in the Peanuts Christmas special.
2: That yeah, happens. which I guess is a reflection of his Minnesota upbringing. Uh, which is very, which then also uh, his Minnesota uh, childhood is why he ended up in the the Mall of America. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and why I think it was considered a blow to the Mall of America to have to shift to the Nickelodeon IP because I think people really liked that it was a, a Minnesota native property.
1: Right. Um, I'm looking at Snoopy's home ice uh, website and there's a live
2: webcam of the ice. (laughs) And now we are still recording this in social distancing era. Uh, You can just watch the ice. I'm assuming no one on it.
1: There is. I don't see anyone in the shot. It's but the 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 rink is lit up and it's just it's got a timestamp on the bottom, which is uh, the exact time we're doing this. And I guess. Yeah, I guess. Anytime you want to go, there's something next to it called the Charlie Brown cam that is not open. It doesn't work. So I don't know what that is, but the ice cam is working and you can see into the building right now.
2: I'm very excited. So, so we'll be recording this and we'll talk about other things. And then in 20 minutes, you'll go, oh, my God, I just <laughs> checked the ice cam again. There's been a murder.
1: There's blood <laughs> on the ice. I'm the only witness to it.
2: But you like looked away when it happened. But you're seeing other figures sneak around. Oh, so right. So now right, it right. becomes a, a like a like a clue scenario. There's right? eight different yep. people
1: skating away from a body on the ice.
2: <laughs>
0: Was it the murder may happen? It, it may be happening at the Charlie Brown cam, the one that's not working. Maybe they disabled it to get away with the murder.
1: Like yeah, like an Ethan Hunt style IMF team has disabled the Charlie Brown cam. So we cannot look,
2: cannot see what they're going to do on the ice cam. Wait a minute. The Charlie Brown cam was previously used in Epstein's cell. Oh, no. Oh, no. Two guards. (laughs) There's no record of the Charlie Brown cam. This conveniently broken, named after an adorable character camera. (laughs) <laughs> and the
1: two guys who were working there weren't even like guards they were just people they found off the street and they said hey can you come in here and watch this for a couple minutes <laughs> <laughs> sounds good i like peanuts sure so weird <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man well yeah keep yeah keep an eye on any uh, potential wrongdoings i will <laughs> have it open in scale. the corner here it keeps yeah yeah refreshing. it means after we're done recording too i think you owe snoopy's home ice being an unpaid security guard now that you I'm know about phone.
1: you know what i'm gonna throw it up i have i have a little tv here now that i've been using to monitor like as a monitor i'm gonna throw it up on the monitor and i'll take a photo of it to let you guys know that i'm just watching the ice cam for any uh, <laughs> wrongdoing
0: <laughs> just to, do we just need to like take shifts
1: like, like no, no, should it's we all, all for, n- no i want it's to it's all it. you okay yeah i only trust myself to do this I think somebody needs to watch it because I don't want something to happen to this
2: place. Yeah, I know. You want to go to that warm puppy cafe when uh, all this current crap is over? Exactly.
0: I'm looking at the menu right now. Ooh, if I mention this flyer, I can get a free coffee, tea, or soft drink with any meal. Wow.
1: This place is great. Jason, do you want to list some of the the items you can get there, some of the food?
0: Oh, you can get the Schroeder Sourdough Breakfast Sandwich. Wow. Wow. uh let's see the home ice favorite turkey and swiss on sourdough lettuce tomato and quote the best crunchy dill pickle on the side
1: you can get the good grief grilled cheese
0: that's
2: good you can get it's a good burger charlie brown
0: oh that's that's great
2: (laughs) remember you know sometimes we run into these things where they we're excited about some themed restaurant and then they didn't theme the menu. I was I was really worried about being let down here. Thanks, Zoom warm puppy cafe. You got it right. Oh, yeah, it's peppermint pretty, yeah,
0: patty pop- hot chocolate.
2: That's good. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, but fucking if fucking Caldwell went there, he'd be like the Snoopy <laughs> sub is not a substantive meal. <laughs> <laughs> it has almost no nutritional value. Uh, it, yeah, and then like. You know, uh
1: Bill Crystal would say <laughs> why why doesn't Snoopy's brothers and sisters have any representation on the menu? Where is the Olaf uh
2: chowder? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I, maybe that's a good. Oh, sorry. Okay, Jason.
0: I was going to say I found uh, another fact about Caldwell. His mm-hmm. 2009 book Reflections on the Revolution of, in Europe, which deals with increased Muslim immigration to Europe, received mixed reactions. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> Sounds good. He probably gets mixed reactions from
2: ladies when he gets in the bed with them.
0: Yeah, take it to him.
1: That's right. Take it to him. Do you think you ever like in in a book about something like that, do you ever just like he does a chapter on Snoopy just because it's still bothering him? He just tries to like shoehorn Snoopy into any argument he's making.
0: The postscript is about the menace of Woodstock.
1: (laughs) Woodstock is a hat on a hat. hat Two Elmos. Two Elmos.
0: Too many, even more antics than Snoopy. Disgusting.
2: Well, then, yes, truly. What would he think of Snoopy's relatives? I mean, he must despise these characters. And th- this is, I mean, this was maybe a good transition point to, to, because when Mike, when you wanted to talk about uh, Peanuts for an episode, I, I know you have a longstanding affinity for uh, the aforementioned Olaf and uh, and uh, and Spike. But but I'll, I'll let you take it from here. Yes, yeah,
1: so well, I, I realize. Okay, I don't. I don't want to make this even more negative. In that article, it claims that Schultz believes creating these characters was a mistake. <laughs> what? What claims? Come on. 19, uh, okay, so in it says in 1980s. Okay, so basically, yeah, Snoopy. After a while, they introduced his brothers and sisters. Um, and I guess let's. I like the brothers and sisters. I think most yeah. of us like the brothers and sisters. I will say, as a kid, I was a little creeped out by Spike. Spike is, like, his, like, his brother who lives, he has, like, a long, like, mustache, and he was kind of like a drifter.
0: Yeah, Spike Uh, lives outside of the desert town of Needles, California, and he's definitely a little squirrely looking, for sure. He has almost, his
2: mustache is sort of Cactus Spike-esque. It's a very prickly looking mustache and a real dirty hat. It was a very dirty, like
1: yeah, hat that like seemed like somebody stepped on it, and he put it back on his head. So as a kid, I don't know that I trusted Spike, um, <sighs> but I like Spike now. And we'll talk a little bit when Jason and I went last because there was a peanut celebration at Knott's. and we went to an event in January, and we tried very hard to get a photo with Spike, and it was so hard, and we didn't do it. He kept like he kept going on breaks there were the line was too long like we tried three times jason am i right
0: i yeah we tried so many times and kept seeing the same employees probably to tell us that like spike has to go has to take a break now
1: it's (laughs) and we it's possible they saw us coming and kept making up excuses why spike wouldn't take a photo with us
2: yeah uh so wait and and, uh, so spike is is new At that, knots this year. I I'm not Uh, sure if he's new this year, but they were really. I'm seeing an article indicating that. Okay, I think it is. I think that it was his debut at this Peanuts celebration, so that might have been some of the mania you were witnessing. Sure. Right. Well, he
0: also had a silent disco. We did not get to see the silent disco either.
2: What? What did was silent disco?
0: You don't know about these things. This is a thing where a DJ plays music, but everyone's got wireless headphones on. So it just looks do, like a bunch I do of know people, this. yes, it's so it's one theme to spike. why does he have a, a why would he be a silent disco
2: guy? I mean oh, a, he likes
0: he likes a party, party
2: I, I think he's maybe
1: like a Coachella guy because he lives out in the desert. He lives in Needles, California, which yeah.
2: uh, <laughs> side note from my looking into Schultz trivia. Uh, Schultz grew up in Minnesota, but his family spent one year in Needles, California. Right. So oh. when, he,
1: when he created Spike in 1975, that's when Spike came along. Yes, he was inspired by his firsthand knowledge of Needles, California. Bizarre.
2: Wait, now um, I'm looking at footage of this silent disco, which is packed. Uh, everybody's yeah. in like glowing headphones. Uh, this is like one of those pieces of footage that's so distressing to watch deep into the COVID crisis. It's it's bizarre. It's bizarre to me to look at this footage. like So many teenagers all jammed together in this little space, uh, all with headphones that were handed to them by a theme park. And it's weird to look at that and then look down and see the date 2020. Just doesn't seem right. (laughs) I think that
1: is a thing during this. uh, Your brain starts to like forget that stuff was made before.
0: Because like yeah. I, yeah. I was watching,
1: I was watching, I decided to watch 10 minutes of Lilyhammer <laughs> because I'd never seen it before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. And he's trying, and like, look, you know, it's it's the ultimate comedic setup, uh, an American gangster in Norway. Um, but he's trying to bribe <laughs> people and he was like putting, like touching money and handing money. And I, I like my brain kept being like, oh, you got to, he's better wash his hands after that. yeah no it's before it's
2: before yeah i'm projecting it onto every single thing that i watch absolutely
0: yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say i never have to go back to handshakes except for like close friend like i never need to do handshakes again because you either get really squeezed by like some aggro guy or you get a very wet limp handshake and there's no common ground and i'm good i'm done i'm done i think we leave that in the before times
2: uh, can I I think this is a bridge that I feel comfortable burning um, okay, as I when you say limp, wet handshake, uh, okay, let me mm-hmm. just say on the record that the limpest, wettest handshake I ever received in my entire life was from Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> in some bizarre setting, I met Jamie Kennedy one time and there's no it was like 50 percent limper and wetter than any other hand I ever shook. And if handshakes are a thing of the past, the main thing I will associate it with is Jamie Kennedy and how dripping wet he was.
1: Wow, that is wow. gross. That is a revelation.
2: That's Is this going to become clickbait? Am I going to see this? Is this going to bite me? <laughs> Some <laughs> Again, is... I think I feel comfortable burning the bridge. I mean... And hey, I'm just stating facts. <laughs> I'm not what? casting aspersions on Malibu's Most Wanted. I just I shook his hand, and that's what I could tell you.
1: What if we like what if like they bring like the original Star Tours back, but it's Jamie Kennedy's voice and we want to have him on the show?
2: Um, I guess then I will be that will be one of his conditions uh, that that bastard Scott with the overly dry hands (laughs) will not be. (laughs) I I will will speak to you, Mike and Jason, uh, but not to that, uh, you know, Caldwell esque judgmental Mm. freak Scott Gardner.
1: All right. That's fair. So, yes. Yeah, so in the in the in this situation, when we have to interview Jamie Kennedy, then you will sit this one out. And Jason and I will right now on the record say, I think he probably has a great handshake. Such a fan. Right such
0: a fan. I'm such moisture. a. i am such I
1: think the ex- I think his hand is probably the right moisture. I think it's like perfect, kind of. It's almost like you're feeling, yeah. like you feel comforted when you're in his hand.
0: That's what I'm
2: thinking. I'm thinking that maybe my hands are just, we're, were always too dry. Yeah, they were just yeah. brittle and chalky. You, um, <laughs> yeah. No, no like, one will ever know again. We'll never shake hands again. So
1: it's like getting, it's like being in a hot tub and then getting in a regular pool. And it's so cold, but it's not really that cold. It <laughs> just, just the seemed difference.
2: extreme. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Or it's possible that, why haven't I put this together? it's possible that I was getting the ultimate X. <laughs> Do you he think did, right yeah. before I came in the room, he dipped his hand in a bucket of water and I had been X and I didn't realize it until now. And maybe the show got canceled and then that never aired. Yes. It would have been the last one. His <laughs> the last... best prank they ever did. The very wet handshake.
1: They ran out of money <laughs> towards the end and it was just him dipping his hand in a bucket and shaking people's hands. <laughs>
2: The other thing I remember even... is that he he laughed like he was a member of Griff's gang. That <laughs> during this wet handshake, he was like. Ah. <laughs> this sounds Very like, encounter. <laughs> this sounds
1: like a scene from *Son of the Mask*. <laughs> like this seems like
2: he's in, like he's like being wacky, extra wacky, or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it'd be a funny scene, but not funnier than the scene where the son of the mask performs a ripping rendition of uh, uh it's just too good to be true can't take my eyes off of you but it's a rap version Have you ever seen this clip i
1: no, I have not seen what you're talking about. <laughs> Obviously I like it already, but I have never
0: seen
2: it. yeah. <laughs> it's they're trying to do the like, you know, the 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 equivalent of the like samba club scene or whatever, the first one, but they do it with a rap version of that song, like you just too good to be true. Can't take my ass off of you. I love you, baby. Oh my god. It's wow. it's something. Bug main favorite. Sure. Um, oh well yeah, I
0: believe that. <laughs> that sounds right, right? Anyway, let's get a- <laughs> Get the off of this get skin. <laughs> back to <laughs> back to someone else with what who looks like he has a wet handshake Spike Probably, dog. has a wet handshake, a probably. Handshake.
2: Dogs get wet. It happens. Yes.
0: They get wet. Um, they they sweat different ways. He lives in Needle. It's the desert. It's hot.
1: Yeah. Um so he's the most popular, I think, of all those characters. Um but, He was the uh, well, first. Well, the rest I the- think that's right. Yeah. Um but okay, so the rest of the characters. Uh, Snoopy has a sister named Belle, and she Mm -hmm. probably has my favorite character description. I'm assuming you're looking at it. She is Snoopy's sister and has an unnamed teenage son.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I read that, and I texted you, this seems like something you came up with. (laughs) Uh, Snoopy's sister who has a teenage son. (laughs) An unnamed teenage son. (laughs) Unnamed, and he's long. He's real long. He's tall. He's long and tall. Did she Uh, forget to name him?
1: Uh, It's unclear. Uh, Okay, Snoopy has a brother named Marbles. He was from... The smart one. Bell was from 1976. Marbles is from 1982. He is the smart one, as Jason said. Uh, And then we got to the... uh, I guess probably our second favorite, I'm guessing. Olaf? Yes. Hmm. Uh,
2: He's a little stout guy, it seems like.
1: 1989. He is the family misfit and was originally referred to as Ugly Olaf.
0: (laughs) Which I do not care for. I do not care. I think it's too mean. When they introduce him, they introduce him as winning the Ugly Dog Contest. And Lucy is very excited, but Olaf clearly does not care for it.
2: Oh yeah, go! People should go to peanuts.fandom.com and find this. This is great. Lucy's saying he won. Olaf won. Your brother won the ugly dog contest. And then it cuts to him, and he says, "Rats,
0: rats."
1: <laughs> 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 Olaf is cute. First of
2: all,
0: he's not ugly. He's very right? cute. Yeah. What his, What's up with his his face
2: though? It is like are these like big? Um, are they like uh, liver lips McGraw? Like big droopy lips? Is that what I'm looking at?
1: Yeah, there's one picture I think he's drawn differently depending on
2: the one picture on the wiki. He has got a weird mouth. I will say I will agree with that. I'm looking at a color photo, which I think is from the special Snoopy's reunion that gets all these characters together. And in this, he's got like a bright red tongue sticking out. So maybe that's he's just got a perma tongue a lot of the time. Right.
1: But he's again, he's a dog. Certain dogs have a tongue that hangs. Mm hmm. Mm
2: hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's do no you problem. um do you uh who what dog of Subie's family who do you think is the closest to your dog, Edwin? Well,
1: Edwin is a very he's a small dog, but he is long. I'm constantly commenting about how long he is. Uh so I guess maybe he's more most like Belle's unnamed teenage son. <laughs> <laughs> that and in that respect.
0: <laughs>
1: he, as you said that, he walked into the room, I swear. He can't Whoa. hear you. Anymore. <laughs> but he walked into the room and is just sternly looking at me now. <laughs> uh, like, just really focused on me in a strange way.
2: Oh, no, boy, I miss uh, Edwin. We've been recording remotely for so long. Yeah. Uh, I, I will her. say
1: Edwin does not miss the podcast.
2: Oh, I bet. I bet not. <laughs> does the listeners know this, how stressed out he gets uh, just when the equipment comes out?
1: Yeah, I don't know if we said that. Yeah, we figured out. I mean, he he does not like people coming over. It stresses him out. Uh, and he has gotten to the point where if I just set up microphone stands in the living room, he starts humping my leg like furiously. And it's uh, with the things like that, you would assume the dog would get more comfortable and used to it. He's gotten worse. <laughs> he is not. He has not
2: gotten used to that. So he, during quarantine, he's just living it up. Do you feel comfortable naming the guest who Edwin had the biggest amount of trouble with? I think I know what you're going to say, but there's been a couple people. There have been a few, but I, I just – I I think the listeners w- might most want to know that he had a little bit of trouble with a certain bad man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Yes, it happened. Nick Mundy uh, – Mundy moves fast. So what happens with Edwin is that you kind of have to come in slow. You say hello to him. He'll kind of walk over to you and sniff you. And even then, sometimes he'll do what I call like a cheap shot. He'll kind of try to nip at your heel a little bit or like grab a little bit of pants because he's a coward. Um, but I think one of the f- first or second times that Mundy came in, Mundy just barrels right into into the apartment, and Edwin went right at his pants, like just like and like pulling on his pants a little more aggressively than normal. And Mundy's funny; he's like, "It's fine, it's fine, everything's fine. It's so don't worry about it, don't worry about it." I go, "Well, just like slow down and maybe like greet the dog." Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine.
2: No, can't do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm on the move, dudeer. <laughs> So, so yeah, when money comes he nipped, over.
0: He nipped a little at Rachel Bloom, I think, right?
2: I think so, yes.
0: We well, made she, her talk yeah, about she... a water park for hours, and, and a dog nips at her, and then a week later, she's, like, doing bits at the Emmys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was the classier affair? <laughs>
1: I assume that. Yeah. She yeah she and she did all the right she like was like gentle with him and then like yeah. he's very se- specific about like where you pet him sometimes Jason has even done this and he likes Jason he wags when he sees Jason but Jason you were petting him like on his sides sometimes he gets weird about his sides uh, he yeah he humped Mary he humped Mary Holland's leg too. <laughs> he it was accidental though because he doesn't do that with strangers but what happens is somebody buzzed the door right as she came in and she when he was like comfortable with her and he gets freaked out by that buzzer and he just like on instinct just like started humping the nearest leg he could find i was like ah god and i like pulling him off
2: i uh, pray that one day edwin uh has the possibility of humping michael eisner i mean well no we really hit the big time how
1: many great things about michael eisner having to come over to my apartment
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have never talked about that that's how it would be but that i mean yeah it's you yeah. know obama went to uh the garage the,
0: yeah the garage
2: yeah um so why not yeah um and to be surprised by edwin up in his leg and say hello i mean i I, we wouldn't even need to do the interview (laughs) just film that
1: yeah just him having to buzz in here getting out of like a car he's like 82 years old like like just him going what am i doing here and then edwin humping him we don't even need we can just tell the story on the podcast and it'll be just as good
2: well i think you just leave anyway so that's That's probably true (laughs) that would be our only option. (laughs) goodbye (laughs)
1: Hey, everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scoville, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger, the fourth.
0: Hi, hi, hi. Can't we, wait for the
1: fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you if you find us on the podcast app of your choice now.
2: Um, okay. Let's go. All right. Olaf. Ugly so we Olaf. Got the,
1: yeah. Those are the siblings. And then Andy is the last one who appeared in 94. He is shaggy. He's a shaggy dog. and always appears with Olaf. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the family's and been in his world war one flying ace fantasy. Wait, uh, there's two they, more. Oh, what am I missing two? Oh, Oh, I know. Well, oh yes. I see. I see. Yes. 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 You, okay. You go for it. Go for it.
0: Yeah. So this is very, very specific. There's two more siblings, Molly and Rover. And they are TV exclusive. They first appeared in Snoopy's reunion. And then kind of like later on mentioned in the comic strips, Snoopy's dad says he gets like a birthday card or a Father's Day card. and He says all eight of them signed it. So eight would be Snoopy, Spike, Bell, Marbles, Olaf, Andy, and then Molly and Rover. Molly and Rover as names. It does feel like those are TV people phoning it in. <laughs> <laughs> kind of kind of simple names uh less fun I than olaf
2: he, yeah
0: less you're saying uh, it's olaf. a
2: it's, it's a it's a helen test situation
0: yeah kind of kind of i mean andy's kind of simple too but i mean marbles is very fun olaf is very fun bell is unique um a lot of these strips with the fur i mean these are definitely worth looking up the way these characters get introduced because there's some very funny moments like when snoopy writes a letter to charlie brown uh, about Bell and his nephew and says um, uh, as I said my sister's son is a disappointment <laughs> <laughs> this um, is okay yeah sorry, marbles be, sorry uh, when marbles marbles shows up and uh, goes to peppermint's peppermint patty's house accidentally and there's a strip and she says so you're marbles I know your weird brother <laughs> Like, <laughs> I don't great. know why. That's just, yeah, it's just so great. <laughs> that, stuff, and like, that stuff, that sort it's, of go, yeah.
1: flies in the face of what the people are saying about the strip getting, like, less dark or, like, that's all, like, kind of mean, weird humor. Yeah. That's not, like, li- completely light and frivolous.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, um, but there was but, a lot of odd, like mumbly darkness uh, uh, in the, the one of the things that I watched because I wanted to see something good that Spike uh, factored heavily into, uh, and uh, you know I think he's mainly from the strips, but he had, has a very big role in the uh, the special Snoopy's Getting Married, Charlie Brown, which <laughs> 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 just that in and of itself that it's about you don't even get to meet her really. You just suddenly in the special, you've just heard the news that Snoopy's getting married to a poodle named Genevieve. Genevieve. (laughs) (laughs) So you know about Genevieve already.
1: (laughs) Well, I found an article called the 10 peanuts characters you've probably forgotten. Oh, great. Uh, on MentalFloss.com,
2: and Genevieve is number three. Ooh. Oh, I'm so curious who tops uh, a Genevieve. Um, I don't, I don't have much to say about this special except that it's nice to see where Spike lives, which is in a cactus with a door next to a cactus that is a mailbox where he gets the invite to Snoopy's wedding and then he has to, he has no money. He's like a bum kind of. So he has to like do little odd jobs to have the, the bus fare. He doesn't use a magical way to get to wherever the peanuts live. He just needs bus fare. So he has to be in a dog race, which is very humiliating for him. And and he's just sitting on a bus. And, and then, and then at the end, especially get to hear like a really sincere uh, like wedding song sung by Sally um, who in this is one of the specials where Sally is voiced by Stacy Ferguson aka Fergie did you know oh, that? oh wow I Whoa. didn't know that yeah Fergie was uh, was Sally in, in a couple of them so it's this it's this wonderful sincere like barely even referencing the dog thing it's just a nice love song sung to two dogs by the, the singer of MILF Money <laughs> um the and then Genevieve thing. is just uh, uh ends up cheating on him with a golden retriever and that's it wait so no. I see here well I see Snoopy's fiance runs off with Snoopy's brother Spike what not in the special what? oh oh what that's what the uh, the mental floss says that's what it says on
1: mental floss and then so Snoopy's heartbroken and he receives a letter from Spike after that saying that the ex-fiance then ran off with a coyote <laughs> Genevieve, she gets around. I think that okay. Here, I think what the deal is that they cleaned it up for that special.
2: That's too that that's too grim. Yeah,
1: but this was the yeah. strip. I think this happened in
2: the strip. Whoa! I mean, your brother stealing your fiance at the wedding. That's that'd be a little dark. Yes, this
1: is crazy. So that that quote I was referencing earlier because they were talking about Schultz because Schultz said that he thinks he made a blunder in putting the the siblings in, but this is all very heady dark stuff so I don't know what he's talking about he said he realized a couple years ago when I began to introduce Snoopy's brothers and sisters it destroyed the relationship that Snoopy has with the kids I don't know that it destroys the relationship. This is just a different set of characters to have horrible things happen to them.
2: Well, and I yeah. also loved getting to watch, the, the fun is less like dogs getting dressed up and more watching Charlie Brown, like, good grief, my dog's getting married. Watching him have to like organize a bachelor <laughs> party, <laughs> which happens. I mean, that's great. That's great Charlie Brown business.
1: And it's like, that's like Merv Griffin Seinfeld. Like, yes, is it maybe the core idea of the original strip no but is it great yes
2: yeah yeah things have to stretch this is decades into peanuts we got right. some fun uh
1: so here i'll just read a couple of the the characters uh that you for- probably forgot about uh charlotte Braun. do you guys know charlotte Braun?
0: nope uh, she, no she, in fact the... i don't know many peanuts characters with a last name <laughs>
1: <laughs> of you mean Ava Braun's last name? <laughs> oh wow! Uh, Charlotte Braun was written as the female version of Charlie Brown. In fact, she looked just like him, except she had curly hair. She too was ostracized by her peers, but it was because she was loud and obnoxious—a fact she constantly pointed out during her appearance in the comic strip.
0: That's too fucked uh, up for me. And she I was introduced in
1: 1954. Huh.
2: Um, I love says, Br- brown. The brown equivalent being brawn is great. Yes,
1: I mean maybe they maybe they pronounced it bra- uh, brown, but it's spelled brawn.
0: Full disclosure, uh, that think. took me a second to get that wordplay. I get it. Right. Makes more sense to me now. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the, the, a little bit more about her in this in this article. Shortly after her introduction in 1954, Schultz received a letter from Elizabeth Swain, a young fan in Pittsburgh, who told him to get rid of Braun because Swain found the character annoying and unfunny. <laughs> Schultz wrote Swain a letter saying that he would soon discard Braun as requested. <laughs> he, he added a touch of dark humor by saying that Swain would have the death of an innocent child on your conscience. <laughs>
2: he wrote that to (laughs) are you
1: prepared to accept such responsibility
2: (laughs) (laughs) wow wait
1: wait. one more thing next to his signature he included a sketch of charlotte braun with an axe stuck in her head
2: (laughs) (laughs) wow wow amazing research mike
1: (laughs) she showed up in the braun showed up in the comic one more time but then never returned <laughs> I really have to good. go
2: now. My planet needs me.
0: <laughs> really?
2: <great>. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's amazing. That's early, like letting fans drive it. That's some pre-release. The Snyder cut. Yes, it is. That was the original Snyder cut. <laughs> uh, oh my god! There's a character called
1: tapioca pudding.
2: <laughs> is that a person well, that or a that dog? I like?
1: Uh, let me see. I'm looking. I should. The the images did not load on the website, so I need to find separate images. Uh, here she is. Uh, she just kind of looks like Sally. Uh, so tapioca pudding was introduced in 1986. She said that with her blonde hair, smile and catchy name, her father believes they can make a million dollars by licensing her image for products like T-shirts, lunchboxes and greeting cards. She was created uh, in the 80s. Uh, purely to be licensed for use on products, she was taking a, it was like taking a jab at like cash grab characters. Wow, her name as well as other hints throughout the story suggests that the real target of Schultz's satire was probably sh- uh, Strawberry Shortcake, a character originally featured on a line of greeting cards.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, satire <laughs> with your merch, amazing!
1: Yes, uh, so he was yeah doing some. Uh,
2: some satire of cash grab characters. This has made me, this all made me like Charles Schultz way more. This this is all awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. The, some of these
1: aren't as good as the other ones. Uh, the goose eggs. Have you ever heard of the goose eggs? No. Uh, after Charlie Brown took a bite of his old nemesis, the kite eating tree, he received a stern letter from the environmental protection agency. Convinced he's headed to jail. Charlie Brown went on the lamb He met a group of little leaguers, Austin, Ruby, Leland, and Milo, who asked him to coach their team, the goose eggs. The kids are young and small. The catcher's mask completely covers Leland's head. Milo can't even lift the bat to swing it. And Austin asks how he's supposed to get down from the pitcher's mound. So they're underdogs for sure. Of course, their first game is against Charlie Brown's friends who refuse to play because they're afraid they'll step on the little kids. It's here that Charlie Brown learns he can go back home, as the evidence against him was destroyed when the kite-eating tree blew over in a storm. <laughs> Charlie Brown is on the wow. lamb and meets a k- bunch of tiny kids. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> See, okay. <laughs> what so this is, this is one story? of my uh, this is one of my big things. Is I think as much as I like the peanut stuff in the parks, I need a little more of this madness. Like, I, yeah, I yeah, want a little, all... a little more weirdness, a little more ennui, you know?
2: It's all pretty sanitized in the parks. That, that's very true. So if that's our general, if that's what this is all this is saying is this is a, our plus-up would be let, let, let's get weird peanuts into the parks. Yes. Uh, the- I,
1: here, there's, a, uh, there's at least this one more I have yeah, to read please. because it's sure. dark. Uh, it's very dark. <laughs> Uh, Character Emily in 1995. Does anyone know Emily from Peanuts? No. Hmm. Uh, No. Charlie Brown met a girl named Emily who asked him to be her partner in a dance class. After they shared an enchanted afternoon, Charlie Brown was smitten. But at the next class, Emily was absent. When Charlie Brown asked the instructor where Emily is, he's told there's no one there by that name. It turns out Charlie Brown was dancing alone and talking to himself the whole time. Emily was merely a figment of his lonely, imagination. Oh,
0: dear God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jesus. Yes.
1: yes. Charlie Brown is so sad he creates a character in his mind
2: that he believes is real. Wow. Uh, wow. Well. <laughs> I, th- I think that plot is in a TGIF show. It, uh, I, I, wanna, I wanted to say it was Urkel, but it actually might be Step by Step. The invention of a ghost at a dance, so you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I wonder if Schultz... I mean, this was from 95. I wonder if he stole it from TGIF. <laughs> it itself was a satire to show that he didn't like step by step. Hmm. Um,
1: let's see. Okay, there's Peggy Jean... Charlie Brown and his girlfriend, Peggy Jean, met on the boat docks at summer camp in 1990. Peggy Jean gave Charlie Brown his first kiss, said she loved him, and wrote letters to him after camp was over. Sadly, he never received those letters. That's because upon meeting her, he was so nervous that he introduced himself as Brownie Charles. A mistake he was too embarrassed to correct. (laughs) So when the mailman tried to deliver Peggy Jean's letters, Sally turned them away, saying no one by that name lived at the address. Which come on, Sally. That's pretty close to your brother's name.
0: Sally, goddammit.
1: Brownie (laughs) Charles. Which by the way, Brownie Charles is a great name.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna use that as a pseudonym from now. I'm gonna use that as like an alias. (laughs) When, when you, you need check, to check into a hotel and not Yeah, a when I check in.
1: <laughs> when we're Do on you, the road doing I... shows.
0: Yeah, Brownie Charles. I'll, I'll pay in cash.
2: Jason's too famous here in Pigeon Forge. <laughs> <laughs> Better go by Brownie Charles. Hopefully, the, yeah, the Hopefully, the listeners don't hear this and <laughs> know.
1: <laughs>
2: totally yeah. Ask for Brownie Charles. They'll know the code.
0: I <laughs> have to use Charlotte uh... Braun. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: so yeah that's basically that's the that's the next that's that's wow. a, there's a couple more but they're not as good as those
2: yeah um i th- this is this is all great it's it's nice to hear about this this expanded universe and i would like to see more of this in in, in the parks it, you know if i could bring it back to to theme park world into camp snoopy I, I think maybe the the segue back in is that there are you know there's a couple ways that that um the characters live, especially in the, the theme park world, there's, you know, there's the Camp Snoopy rides and then there's these there's little shows in a very small little outdoor amphitheater, which I find very charming um, because like I, I'm, I'm the most familiar with the Halloween one. I think I saw it in person one time and it's it's usually it's the Peanuts characters and then one uh, actress who is not dressed as a peanut um, who kind of leads them in some very mild choreography, and it's really nice seeing Charlie Brown with a Frankenstein head, yes. you know, like just yeah, just the green t- and the flat top shoved on top of his head, and doing like really slow dancing to Ghostbusters. I
1: believe we saw that the same day we saw the ice skating show.
2: Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
1: there was um, a a thriller parody. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, called like Which Spooky they- Night.
0: Oh, they Which changed they it. Took, yeah, wait, they, they took out for a year and then put back.
2: That's how it. Yeah, that's,
0: that's, it's that's, like, that's how yeah. It all went.
1: I believe it was like, "Cause it's a spooky,
2: spooky night." That's right. They did a parody to make it. They like <laughs> scarified it, but then just to a diff. It's already scary. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't
1: understand either. Why. It's like changing
2: Monster Mash to Zombie Mash. Right. The lateral yes. move.
1: Yes. I don't know if they, like, save some money that way. I don't know what the rationale behind it was. They have that, yeah, there's this little stage at Knots, and they do that show, and they do the, I think Jason mentioned earlier, Space Beagle. They do the space yeah. show. Jason and I saw a little bit of Space Beagle when we were there in January. They have Space uh, Beagle it's,
0: was it's, fun. Yeah, I like that. It's
1: a similar setup, though. There's, like, one human three char- like charlie brown characters that come in and out and they dance to songs uh and then what we saw they had some fun like woodstock antics too they would like pop up different woodstocks around the theater i don't know if that's new i don't know if that's a plus up but they would do like he- some fun stuff with woodstock which i don't believe they did in, in when we saw the snoopy halloween show
0: yeah because snoopy had gone to the moon and the aliens were lots of little woodstocks uh and that was great Um, there's a dude yeah there's a snoopy in space like series of shorts on apple tv that i watched one of uh and i i thought like oh was that show connecting to this thing and then i'm like oh wait no half of the like over half of the snoopy lands in the parks are called planet snoopy so yeah duh make up snoopy in space thing but he went Uh, to space a good amount in the comic strip so well he has like a connection to nasa too Yes.
1: There's yes, like he a gets weird letters
0: I- from NASA in the TV show. Like Apollo
1: 10. He was affiliated with the Apollo 10 mission. Mm-hmm. Do you, do, you know what I'm talking about? What do you mean by affiliated? All right, there's here. I, I got to find the article here. I, I completely forgot about this because they were, like, celebrating this last year at Comic-Con. NASA and Peanuts celebrate Apollo 10's 50th anniversary. Uh... There was let's see the agency like he was like kind of the mascot for the mission I believe mm. um and hold on I'm now I'm reading This is before the
2: blimp
0: because he's also Before MetLife yeah yes. Met
2: MetLife
1: yes um, yeah, vamp, vamp for a second while I just read real quick.
0: Well,
2: let me uh, what I was going to bring it around to. And you, you, you mentioned the Woodstock thing. There's a lot of little Woodstock puppets that pop up in a show that I think maybe debuted this year. that's on a bigger stage uh, further into the park um, called Woodstock's Music Festival. And I can't not read the these aren't original characters but of course snoopy had a lot of different uh guises you know joe cool among them and they introduce a lot of guises within this music this rock themed show uh why he he shows up as uh, jimmy Houndricks, uh as <laughs> as fido mercury yes to perform yes. bone bone heme and rhapsody he uh, there is a rap section where he appears as Sir Barks a lot, and the parody that they do there is just Snoopy got back. They just keep it back, and he kind of like shows you his tail. So that's nice. Uh, a little, bo- a little body. It's a tad body for me, but yeah. mm-hmm. it'll do. Um, and then uh, uh, Woodstock appears as Bird Cobain. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, <laughs> this is the woodstock music festival yeah yeah that's what they call it yeah 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 uh, um i uh do we think do we think uh bird Cobain committed suicide or was he murdered <laughs> i don't really want to explore any of these options <laughs> all of these these are all tragically killed yes uh, uh pun <laughs> the the pun base bases of these uh, names and the, and the one you
1: haven't said had a bad end to- the one you haven't said yet had a bad end, too. Oh,
2: you're-, you're 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 aware, Mike, of where I'm going with this. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, I know. I uh, saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it, Because this show culminates in, you know, Snoopy keeps kind of uh, disappearing and then reappearing in different guises. And at the end of the show, they want to wrap it up with him. But where is he? Uh, and then suddenly a blast of purple light and the familiar beginning uh, sounds of. Let's go crazy, and he comes out as Paw Prince.
1: <laughs> I mean, Christopher Caldwell would be so upset if he saw Paw Prince. He would be just his the steam would be blowing out of his ears.
2: <laughs> if I could Clockwork Orange Christopher Caldwell and just show him the, the full video of Woodstock's music festival, <laughs> yeah, he would really be every pleased. every Snoopy I sh- actually just Snoopy doing dancing to Gangnam Style. <laughs> in a uh, 24-hour loop yes Uh, i Um, think i
0: have the knockout blow for christopher caldwell (laughs) great good good in 2020 he published a book called the age of entitlement america since the 60s uh which seems to be mostly him complaining about the passage of the civil rights act um, oh my god what <laughs> yes and a review of the book quote uh, from Jonathan Rosh uh, if you think Caldwell sounds like Bannon the self-appointed tribute tri- uh, self-appointed Tribune of Trumpian working class populism you're right <laughs> so this guy <laughs> sucks shit this guy's really bad. <laughs> We got to make this? sure it's the, We got to make sure it's the same guy.
2: <laughs> oh we yeah, we're, we're just if one guy just wrote a thing cuz he doesn't like Snoopy. And then
0: we just right. just we we to, like shit on his grave. His <laughs> same name
1: is a- like some conservative ghoul and we're just running him down.
0: Contributor to the Atlantic Monthly. Well, I mean, all right, all right. if it is the same person, yeah. then that just well, goes to show
2: that the this is the kind of monster who wouldn't like Snoopy. A right. goblin. Yes. A
0: living goblin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> spooky, uh, spooky.
0: Spooky guy.
2: guy. guy. Uh, I found
1: the answer to the Apollo 10. The Apollo 10s mission's call signs were the names of Peanuts characters, Charlie Brown and Snoopy, who became Apollo 10's semi-official mascots. And Peanuts creator Charles Schultz also drew mission-related artwork for NASA. Wow. Oh so that's, that's great the space connection and that's why they did those space cartoons and stuff
0: uh and real you- quick about woodstock's uh music festival i think scott you started to say there's a bunch of little woodstock puppets in it and they pop up and they have little instruments like a little trumpet or a little harmonica and that's just so great i mean it's so so good <laughs>
2: <laughs> these little shows, if just if if anyone lists if anyone ends up at Knott's Berry funny, if you go if you go to Knott's a lot, you probably know about these little shows. Um, but if you're just in town and trying to hit parks quick, do carve out the time to watch one of these these charming little shows. I I find yeah. them so delightful. There's a lot
1: uh, Scott, did you find um the show Beach Blanket Beagle?
2: Um I, I didn't, I, I have, uh, uh, there are some beach songs in the show, Blockbuster Beagle, <laughs> but but these these are different things. Uh, you go ahead.
1: Well, I don't have too much. I just, that there's a few Beach Boys songs in there. So I would, I would think that Beach Blanket Beagle would be a big, you'd be a big fan of it.
2: That does sound nice. I was excited because Blockbuster Beagle uh, has a big, it's about uh, Snoopy wanting to make it in Hollywood called Well Be Damned and um, he there's a big sequence around Muscle Beach where you get a mashup of David Lee Roth's California Girls and Katy Perry's California Girls. Oh, I like that. So that's nice. that is a, that is a ball. That's a blast.
1: <laughs> there are there are like so many shows especially during Peanut Celebration. They have like a little they didn't Spike has obviously his disco, they have that little space show they had I think there was a Snoop, was there Snoopy on Ice still happening?
2: I mean, usually, um, every time we've been there, right? we saw a Christmas show this year when we went to that Christmas event. Right. So, like, there's, like, four different shows potentially
1: running at the same time at Knott's. Maybe, yeah, between two and four, I would say. Maybe more on like, s- during Celebration.
0: Mike, you and I went down for it this year and kind of blitzed through it. Like, we didn't see everything. Um, the other thing that happened we tried to get on the train because they have little, uh, peanuts cutouts on during like, like scenes in the train. Like there's a scene of, uh, the Daisy Hill family, which is Snoopy and all of his siblings. That's their family band. Uh, but we, we, we tried to get on the train. The train was down too. So we couldn't get on the train. We missed spike, but, 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 but we did, we did get the, get the
1: thing we, came for the, the number one thing which i we, we haven't we, talked about yet which i've been excited yeah. about is we that made we got a, a beeline picture, for it we walked right, around
0: we were, snoopy taking pictures to get to this we shoved snoopy
1: over to get to this specific photo op and that uh-huh. was to get jason with pig pen in the livery stable
2: <laughs> oh it boy was,
0: it was, it was great. mission
1: number one. It was mission. mission and number one. I have one. a photo with. I I wanted a photo too. I have a photo with Pigpen and Livery Stable. Of course, I'm not a crazy person. I'm gonna get that photo as well. Um. So that yes, they were really. They had a lot of things to offer, and that was number one on our list. And we did it right away. He gave uh, us Pigpen, hugs. He nice. was so
0: happy to see us. Like he was so and the happy. The feeling was to see mutual. Us. Yeah.
1: He was we yes, we hugged him. He was dirty. He was covered in soot, but it didn't like stick to us.
2: Um, because they now operate that area as pig pen's pig pen. Yes. Right. So there are pigs in in there are actual pigs in pig pen's pig pen.
1: Wait, is oh yes, that's right. There were yes, that is right.
0: (laughs) There were horses. uh, I think horses or donkeys.
1: They wanted wow. to make sure that the smell was authentic <laughs> when mm-hmm. you meet Pigpen. They wanted that extra bit of Imagineering there to know that if this was truly a dirty, messy child, that he would he would have some sort of unpleasant smell. So I don't want
2: to put you on the spot, Jason, but if there's any, it does seem like there's a particular affinity uh, you have for Pigpen. Is there any way you could uh, uh, explain that, uh, put your thumb on it?
0: You know what I like about Pigpen? Pigpen always has a smile on his face and he's always fucking filthy. <laughs> and I just think that <laughs> is such a great uh, one-two punch. I just think that's so great. There is a newer ride. they they A few years ago um, for the 30th anniversary when they were redoing, um, I think it was 2014, they redid one of the Calico rides and they redid a lot of the uh, a little bit of the the camp snoopy for the 20th anniversary to take out rides that had height limits that like adults couldn't go on to put in rides that families like there were no height limits everyone could go on and one of them is called pig pens mud buggies and i mean that's just that's so great
2: <laughs> well it's Pigpen's pens not afraid to be himself i think is, is what what shines through there he might yeah. be the most yeah well adjusted of all the characters in a lot of
1: ways. He's
0: well adjusted. He's always got that big cloud around him. It, he's very powerful. Like who can harness a cloud of filth like that? But Pigpen? The the
1: cloud of filth is almost like a sentient creature that can also like help Pig Pen out. Like there's a character yeah. in uh, X Men comics called Phantom X who has a nervous system that can like leave his body and turn into a ship. Yes. And it's kind of the same thing with Pigpen and that cloud of dust.
0: It's funny, so, Michael, I, as soon as we start, you said the cloud of dust is uh, uh, sentient. I started doing the mental math of, can I describe Phantom X in a very concise way? But you did a great job.
1: <laughs> thank you. Yes. We both <laughs> yeah. love Phantom X. He was created by Grant Morrison. Uh, he's like French, but not really French.
0: He's a gentleman thief. He's a
1: gentleman like thief. Uh, and he has a nervous system that shoots out, kind of shoots out of his body and turns into a ship. Uh, what do we say? Let's go around the Let's go around the room here. What is everyone? Who would you say your favorite Peanuts
0: character? Would it be uh, Pigpen, Jason? I guess either Pigpen or just Snoopy. I mean, sure, it's hard to top. Hard to top the King. I mean, I love Charlie Brown too
1: well we're not saying we don't have to put any of the other characters down but if you had maybe like when you were a kid who appealed to you the most
0: i think snoopy i had a lot of snoopy toys i had a lot of peanuts collections they were because you could just find them at like libraries trying to get rid of books or yard sales there was always Peanuts stuff for like a quarter and i just had a ton of them
1: i think i was i think i liked linus the best as a kid I think I yeah. liked Linus because he wasn't as sad, and I think I liked I liked the blanket for whatever reason.
0: I like the blanket too. Yeah, I had a blanket as a kid that I was like I, very attached to.
1: I think everyone stressed me out a little bit except for Linus
0: Fair. yeah,
2: yeah I think um I think maybe now my answer is original, Charlie Brown. I think it is early fifties. Uh, he's so cute. I maybe I feel like if I the part of me that is not confident about things that I enter into, it's like deep down, you take away all the layers, and there's a little the more baby Charlie Brown in there. This little pensive, stressed out guy. D-
1: um, um, I texted you the pictures of those Japanese toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a look at because the, yeah, sure. they are truly the old design. toys
2: oh Um, gee oh so they are I like this Linus a lot oh yeah I like the Schroeder Um, I was so excited to see those because those are the real deal old designs yeah yeah original
1: Charlie I think is my is my pick um so yeah that's I mean now do I like tapioca pudding yes do (laughs) I like the goose eggs yes uh, I like all those characters and I like, I like, uh, Snoopy's backstabbing fiance, Genevieve.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, are we thinking that they need to put in something, maybe they need to get Genevieve into a show? Like you're at a show that is Snoopy's wedding and you kind of watched all that, but you watch her, you know, walk out on him and then show back up with a new guy. And then Snoopy gets mad and the peanuts oh, have showed- to hold him back
1: she shows up with spike
2: yeah let's just make it spike Let, yeah let's go further than the special um yeah i'd love that she's kind of like you know she shows up playfully twirling his mustache around the biggest insult snoopy could have at his own wedding i mean if you went to a mm-hmm. show at knott's Berry farm called snoopy's wedding and then it had genuine drama in it it was a little more <laughs> of a of a uh, an immersive theater piece where Your guests and maybe you're even handed a backstory and, you know, you could help Snoopy calm him down, uh, get get him a drink, give him a number of, uh, you know, a more suitable mate.
1: Yeah, I I think I think that they should lean a little bit. This all the Snoopy and peanut stuff is just so strictly for kids. I mean, except maybe for Woodstock, which gets a little more of like an adult reference. And I think here and there in the show, obviously, you said Snoopy's got back. That's a little bit uh, a little more adult. So I think lean extremely into that offensive. A little, yes, very. Yeah, it upsets me. Um, lean into that a little bit more with what you're saying and give us some of these uh, these stories that people might not be as familiar with. At well, least you know, what, them.
2: the perfect place to do it is at the um, uh, uh, scary farm. Like at the Halloween events, yes. you know, yeah. doesn't mean, these don't have to be literal horror shows, but just you know, if, if, it's, if it's all adults, let's just you know, let's let's have there be real drama.
1: I got it. So, so when Jason and I were at Knotts, they also have you know, like like how they have in the animation part of California Adventure, there's a spot where they teach you how to draw Peanuts characters, and I believe we drew, yes. drew Sally. Is that right,
0: Jason? We did draw Sally. Yes, we um, both and both of our. They both turned out very different. Um. Yeah, I'm sure I
1: have a picture of it somewhere. Uh, I probably have the actual drawing somewhere. Um, But uh, they should take that building at night and they should use a Pepper's ghost effect and have Charlie Brown dance with Emily, his imaginary girlfriend.
2: Oh, yeah. So you get like a little spooky
1: like dance show With a ghost, essentially, the ghost of Emily, the projection in Charlie's mind, his ideal woman, and you get to see his fantasy. And then, of course, she's going to disappear, and then we'll get to watch him sob for a couple of minutes.
2: And then he storms out at the end. Like, that's his exit from the show, and you think it's over, but then she comes back right then and, like... Where did he go? Like, if he had just waited it out, she would have been back,
1: right? And now she's now she's a practical character. Now she's like just a suited up, like a, in a suit. Like oh, she's in a, oh, she's human. She's a human. Well, not well. Oh, yeah, maybe it's just a human woman.
2: <laughs> she's and not then, a peanut fight character. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, sure. And then, but and then she goes looking for him, but she uses the name. What was it, Brownie Brownie Charles?
0: Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Brownie Charles. <laughs> She's like, I, I'm looking for Brownie Charles, and then we all have to play along and say, that, what? Who are you talking about? There's no such
2: person in this theme park, There's we no, all that say.
1: Doesn't, that doesn't even sound familiar. So it'll okay. be one thing. So whoever's like running the show before will be like, so we, you're going to be a very important part of the show. There's going to be a line you have to say at a very important part of the show. Now we're going to practice it along together. Can you say nobody with that name is here at this theme park? And then we all practice it together, and then we say that to Emily, and we prevent Charlie from having love
2: in his life. And it's the most haunting theme park show ever achieved.
1: Yeah, scarier than any maze.
2: Yeah, because it's it's real fears. It's the fear of being alone.
1: That's right. (laughs) Especially at, like, age
2: nine. Yeah, being alone for your entire long life well that is you 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 survived fuck yes the
0: right
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) the uh, the darkest note (laughs) on the darkest Uh.
0: i i yeah i mean check out camp snoopy if you're at knots or planet snoopy if you're at one of the other parks they had some some, real quick they had a couple little touches dark uh, not dark touches but stuff i wanted to point out uh they do make a kite eating tree for peanut celebration that's very good Hmm. And there is a standy uh, child to teacher translator that you can speak into and it'll make the mww sound. And then Oh, cool.
2: Whoa.
0: Yeah. And then and uh, like- I those those Super Seven figures you can find on the Hot Topic website. And if you t- type peanuts into Hot Topics website, they have a lot of cool peanuts t shirts. And I might have to get some. Oh, give yourself
1: a
2: little treat
0: course Hot Topic treat. is a
1: lot
2: of cool shirts. It's like
0: you don't know what oh, Hot Topic is. I know.
1: <laughs> uh, the uh, I will say, like, there, there is still so much Peanut stuff. I mean, I don't – let's not – let's say, like, there's probably maybe in a year or two when we go to Knott's, see all the Peanut shows, and do a second gate. Because I'd love to dig into a few of these a little more uh, eventually. Yeah. Um, but there's too much there's just too much peanuts meat on the bone is what i'm saying so we'll 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 get uh i'm sure there's more characters though also that we've never (laughs) we don't remember
2: well and this this episode is a lot of nonsense but the i to to bring it back to the the theme park and i i do really like that snoop camp that camp snoopy area i like i think i'm walking around there i always feel the 80s-ness of it that brown and Pine green, uh, it's just so it's it's so charming. It, it's like it gives me the same kind of th- theme parky feels as parts of Frontierland or the uh, um, the, the Redwood Creek area of, of California Adventure. I just think they did they did such a great job with it, landscaping wise. I really like it there. And the last time we were all there together, I realized oh, this is maybe sort of the the in for me to take uh, my new son theme parks because I think early theme park visits are tough because there are a lot of things they can't go on but Camp Snoopy is full of little rides that as Jason you just said now uh, parents and kids can go on together so I'm really psyched to uh, get to get to take my kid on uh, some of these cute little rides and hopefully this is kind of the planting the seed for bigger theme park fandom to come there is a yes. ride and
1: I'm, I'm blanking on the name of it it's a mini drop it's a mini giant drop Jason, know. you remember what I'm talking about? It's like I, there's a is postcard that, on it. Is, is that, right? that
0: called the kite? Because there is a kite eating tree ride. That might oh, just be called the it, kite eating.
1: I'll look, I'll look it up right now. But yes, it's it's
2: basically like a kid's version of Tower of Terror. Okay, so you start getting him accustomed to it. Start him early, so he doesn't end up like me. if that's look.
1: We we all want for our children. We want them to be better than us. We want them to not have to do the same, <laughs> have the same fears. So th- let's see if I don't think there's a, any sort of launch ride, child launch ride in the Snoopy area. I, I,
2: yeah, idea no. because I don't want him to end up being a no launch princess. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Step it younger? Um, mini queen? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean mini I like mini I like mini, mini queen, queen yeah. more. Yeah, mini, mini right, queen yeah, is right. good.
1: <laughs> uh the ride i'm referencing is called woodstocks airmail
2: oh great okay. it, yes I like that. yeah yeah the little and i know we haven't talked about the rides they all seem very there's, there's something called huff and puff where you you have to push it yourself you're like going up and down on a little lever and you have to move the mechanism and that seems right. like that seems good like the little mini version of davy crockett's canoes and the one i really i remember going on this as a kid and I think it's in the other Camp Snoopies. It's not just at Knott's Berry Farm. It's just the most basic name and the most basic ride, and it's called Camp Bus. And you're just on a bus, and the, the Peanuts characters are in the window, and the bus is on an arm, and it goes uh, goes in a big circle up and down. Mm-hmm. I really want to be on Camp Bus with my little boy. Uh, um, 30,
1: you have to be 36 what? inches to be on this uh, Woodstock's airmail.
2: Oh, no, that's right. Oh, there's still – Oh, uh, I haven't had to think about height requirements until uh, – so right. this whole thing, uh, yeah. what, oh boy, how big does he have to be for camp bus?
1: <laughs> oh, let me look. Let me look for campus. This is why I'm saying we'll get back. We'll get back to peanuts just because there's so much stuff. I, I mean, okay, we so got to cover uh, 36 Lucy's Tug inches tugboat,
0: for... Joe Cool's driving school.
1: <laughs> uh, camp bus is 36 inches.
2: Wait, but it seems like if you're accompanied, you could be under. Oh, oh yes. I see that. I see that. Yeah. And he will be accompanied by by a a, a dad who's psyched to be on camp bus i mean a little stressed out about the movement but in general psyched. yeah yeah mostly i put my fears aside i gotta gotta be strong for him
1: yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, and we we didn't even talk about my mother playing lucy in a high school production of you're a good man charlie brown
2: i think my mom was in one as well i'm pretty sure i think so you gotta know what she she, was did she play lucy you gotta find that out i don't remember that I'm, i'm not totally sure I don't think um, there's any... Might have any, been a girls' school where she was playing a male role, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, not sure. Well, so she could have, been, that out, could have been Charlie Brown. We'll do that on Peanuts, too. Yeah, yeah, I'll save it for Peanuts, too. Uh, hey, but for now, this is such a fun fun world to, to cover. I learned a lot, and Charles Schultz is the best. Um, and, uh, yeah, hey, more fun to come, as always, if you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and uh, be sure to check out the second gate for three bonus episodes every month at patreon.com slash podcast ride
1: yes uh and i would just like to say that all clear on the ice cam uh, oh Oh, thank you
2: oh okay okay no murders uh no 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 bodies being dropped
1: not a Um, single murder has happened
2: great great not even like a pipe burst or a septic tank problem the ice didn't turn brown uh, not that I can see, though.
1: I will say I've been staring at it so long now that uh, I start to think I see things.
2: <laughs> like, maybe like you're seeing, I don't know, a ghost girl?
1: A ghost girl. I see the ghost of Charles Schultz dancing with the ghost of Emily. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's bizarre.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. That's what I'm seeing, though. I think it's I'm hallucinating, though
2: uh i understand well we're all going mad but uh think about peanuts uh makes it makes us feel better uh well uh i guess that'll do it sir peanutsy waiter way to, to to wrap it up um, i could do the boy vo- i could do the voice yeah, hit oh, that. yeah sure yeah yeah say say goodbye let's have an adult say goodbye
1: uh, dj you know run what? that back it, i dropped i dropped my phone uh it's a little too far from me so i will just add it in and post you
2: blockhead. Hey. Now I don't have to do it. Now I don't have to do it because that was good. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's, end. That's yeah. All right. Hey, buy all you blockheads at home. Bye. Bye, blockheads. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced Dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey.